The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Doctor? 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 You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. I'm Steve Cashel, radio host of the Chicago Bulls. A few minutes, I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls and sports medicine specialist and orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and Rush University Medical Center. This week on the show, Dr. Cole and I will visit with Chip Schaefer, Director of Sports Performance for the Chicago Bulls. Chip was part of the six championships the Bulls won and then uh, went to the L.A. Lakers, won five more championships with Phil Jackson with the Lakers, and now is back with our Chicago Bulls. We'll talk about his return to Chicago and what he plans to do in his new role as Director of Sports Performance and how the NBA and sports medicine have changed over the years. Also, Dr. Cole and I will discuss the uh, Chicago Sports Summit. That's coming up uh, shortly here in the Chicago area, and uh, we'll tell you how you can get involved and uh, everything encompassing the Chicago Sports Summit, and how Dr. Cole play an integral role as well. Also on our show, uh, Dr. Cole discussing uh, runners preparing for the upcoming Chicago Marathon, one of the biggest uh, sporting events uh, really in the uh, United States, and we see runners from all over the world, but we'll see what Dr. Cole uh, is seeing coming through his doors at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, some of the common injuries as runners, both men and women, prepare for the upcoming Chicago Marathon. This is Sports Medicine Weekly. Be sure to follow our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com. We're back to get it going right after this on ESPN 1000. Feeling tired, sluggish, and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy, join us in Karen Mulkin's 14-Day Transformation Cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this Whole Foods cleanse. You'll feel great, lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism, and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done-for-you cleanse comes with a 14-day transformation wellness bag containing MCT Lean Vegan Protein Blend, fat-burning MCT Lean MCT Oil, snacks, superfoods, recipes, guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at karenmalkin.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N.com. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole back with you at Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Thanks so much for joining us. Dr. Cole, I understand that Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and Athletico are going to um, run the Chicago Sports Summit. What is it, when is it, and what it's all about? Steve, well, thank you for asking. So the Chicago Sports Summit, uh, this is the first time it will be held in Chicago. It is on October 5th, 2016, and it's being held at the Hyatt Regency Hotel. If our listeners are interested in learning more about it, they can go to chicagosportssummit.com. So, Steve, when you think about it, we have every sport in Chicago, and never has there been a time where all of the executives, people from marketing, development, community outreach, have been in the same place at the same time. So the premise is actually to have an insider's look into the impact of sports in Chicago, as well as college sports, on our youth, on our economy, and our fan base. So 
we're really excited about it. And the other thing is, Steve, the uh, net proceeds will go to benefit After School Matters. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's a wonderful philanthropy that was initially started by Maggie Daly way back then. And uh, I think actually Derek Rose is a big part of it uh, these days as well. And uh, that's to uh, help uh, develop programming for our youth after, for after school, uh, after school programming. And for you, Dr. Cole, talk about what you bring to the table and people can learn from you at the summit. So the way we're doing it is a half-day meeting. It's going to be breakfast and a couple breakout sessions, and it's essentially three panels. We're doing one called View from the Top. So uh, we have uh, Peggy Kaczynski, who's going to be our moderator, and uh, we have some uh, well-known people in Chicago, such as Ted Phillips, who's the president and CEO of the Chicago Bears, Michael Reinsdorf and Crane Kenny from uh, the Chicago Cubs, and a few others. Uh, that basically is going to help uh, uh, th- those who attend the conference uh, learn about what goes on on the inside at the highest levels of professional sports. We have another panel uh, that is uh, really focusing on the business of marketing and franchising professional sports. And we're uh, fortunate to have the lovely Sarah Kustak, uh, who will come from New York, who will be the moderator for this. And there's uh, uh, individuals that you may know, Scott Sonnenberg, who's the director of corporate sales from the Chicago Bulls, Pete Hassan from the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, Beth, Beth Grabowski from the White Sox, and Mike Ernst from uh, the Chicago Fire. And then we have a third panel called Keeping Our Athletes Healthy, the Risks, Liabilities, and the Economics. And this is one that I'll be moderating. And uh, we have uh, Mark Hoffman, who's the president of Athletico Physical Therapy, Gordon Uber, who is a colleague of mine, who is the uh, head team physician for the Chicago Bears, along with uh, Mark Bowen and uh, Joel Quenville, the head coach. And uh, I think I failed to mention, but the opening remarks will be uh, uh, delivered by uh, Mayor Emanuel. And uh, we have uh, a cast of a few athletes and other uh, uh, high-level speakers that are going to be there. Fantastic. How do people get involved? How can they sign up? Yeah, so I think, you know, we're still always looking for sponsorship. As I mentioned, the net proceeds go to uh, After School Matters. So Chicago, if they basically go to chicagosportssummit.com, they can learn about it. Certainly you can buy an individual ticket a table or a uh, sponsor's uh, table, as well as support the uh, the meeting uh, a, a, as a whole uh, as a uh, as a gold sponsor. So again, if you're interested, go to chicagosportsummit.com, and we'd love to see you there. October 5th, Hyatt Regency, sponsored in part by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and Athletico. Stay with us. More Sports Medicine Weekly after these messages on ESPN Radio. I'd been having knee pain for quite some time and did what probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI Physical Therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews, and when I called, they verified my insurance and scheduled me right away. No wait, everything was so easy, and the staff was great. They kept my doctor informed of my progress along the way. Honestly, I look forward to going to my appointments. ATI made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority. I'd recommend them to anyone needing physical therapy. The experience was something I'll never forget. To learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ATI Physical Therapy, visit ATIPT.com and start your journey to get back to your best today. ATIPT. 
Rush.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush is nationally recognized as a leader in comprehensive orthopedic services. As team physicians for the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, and Chicago Fire Soccer Club, their physicians understand the importance of quality care for high-performance athletes and weekend warriors. Regardless of the level of the athlete, recreational, high school, college, or even professionals, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush strives to provide the highest quality, state-of-the-art health care services. To better serve their patients, they provide expert care across five Chicagoland locations with a new location in Munster, Indiana. Their cutting-edge research, diagnosis, methods, and treatments make them the highest-ranked program in the state of Illinois by U.S. News and World Report rankings. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877-MD-BONES. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, when only the best will do. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. And we're back on a Saturday morning. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole at his Sports Medicine Weekly. Our producer, George Cozzarillos, our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger. And Dr. Cole, some changes with the Chicago Bulls. And uh, boy, it's good to see them uh, ramping up, getting ready to go here. Another month we'll be playing less than a month of preseason games. And um, when does your season start? Well, it's never ended. That's but, right. Um, I, I will say I'm looking forward to the season more than more than I I have any in the past. To be honest, just because we have so many new players and it's going to be really interesting to see the new new dynamic and we have some great changes in the training room and you know I think I honestly feel very optimistic and the the camaraderie and the cohesiveness I can say from my side is as strong as it's ever been. So you know, feeling pretty good. I'm, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm looking forward to sort of just watching as a fan, to be honest. Let's bring on one of those new people who's really an old person with the Bulls. I hate to say old in age, but uh, he was around for the six championship seasons. Chip Schaefer, the director of sports performance, back for his second term with the Chicago Bulls. And uh, Chip, welcome back. It's great to see you uh, back in Chicago again. Well, thanks very much, Steve. And Dr. Cole, it's, uh, it's been a pleasure. I've had a chance to spend the last uh, month, month and a half uh, back, and it's, it's, uh, it's been great. Um, I've been uh, received very warmly by everybody, and it's, uh, I'm very excited, too. I share Dr. Cole's enthusiasm for the upcoming season. Yeah, no, Chip and I, so Chip, just I sometimes forget, you, you're from, are you from Deerfield originally? Yes, indeed. Okay, so you, I don't even know our age difference, but uh, he and I both went to Deerfield High School at one point, right? And then yeah. I never, I don't know when the first time you and I met was. It may have been once you moved to California. Um, I, I, I think know. it was at, a, at a fun, one of the league functions or something. I think yeah. people, uh, someone introduced us, yeah. Yeah, because when you, no, I met, you became a team position. I right. Think, yeah. And then I think, you know, so you were working as a trainer while I, at, with the Bulls in the 90s while I was mm-hmm. still basically getting trained. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, had always heard your name and didn't know really who people were, but I always knew your name, one of those things, you know? And yeah. uh, But I know you have just a, uh, just a tremendous uh, – we're just all happy to have you because, it, you know – uh, you bring just a fund of knowledge, and I know Steve has some questions to ask about what's been going on, and you bring a, a fund of knowledge that I think is really unprecedented in, in, in the NBA, quite frankly. And uh, Chip has well, as I many Chip has as many rings as Phil Jackson is followed, kind of following Phil along with the Bulls and then the Lakers. And what was that like, first mm-hmm. of all, Chip, uh, to to work under Phil? And you guys were very close and uh, uh, interesting guy, isn't he? Yeah, no, he's he's uh, you know work with somebody that long and without it being uh, virtually family, and uh, that's how I look at him. He's uh, uh, much like a surrogate older brother to me over the last uh, 25, 26 years. So uh, we're very close, and uh, I'll always treasure the years that we had a chance to work together. And your first year with the Bulls back in nineteen ninety was that the year before they won the first championship? 
Uh, no, uh, actually, my first year uh, was the, the year of the first championship, so I was really fortunate. Uh, it was a real, real blessing for me. Um, and I was here for eight years, and, and we uh, we won six of the eight years, so it was a it was, it was quite a ride. So take me back to the old Chicago Stadium when uh, did you barely have a uh, and you were the head trainer for the Chicago Bulls? Did you, what was that training room like, or wasn't not a training room down in the uh, down in the bowels of the uh, old Chicago Stadium? Well, what, what, what a what a building um, I got. Uh, yeah, it's interesting you, you say head trainer because it's, I have to laugh a little bit because uh, when I when I was hired, um, I, I, there's no reason to distinguish yourself as the head head athletic trainer if there's no other athletic trainers to be, yeah. uh, you know, working under you. And, and not only was I the head athletic trainer, but I was the, the traveling secretary. And in fact, uh, that very first year, um, the general manager at the time, Jerry Krause, wanted me to. Um, know the ins and outs of everything, and so we didn't even um, have a full-time equipment manager that year. So I would tape an ankle and run run back. We, we practiced out at the multiplex out in Deerfield too, and, and I would then uh, tape an ankle, throw a load of towels in the wash, come back, uh, you know, do a treatment on somebody, throw the towels in the dryer, and, and, and back and forth I went. So uh, it was a very small, tight-knit group that year, and, and uh, things have expanded quite a bit since then. But um, you know, growing up in the area, um, you know, and going to the stadium, you know, numerous times a year, my, my father would take me to Bulls and Blackhawks games. It seemed like I always went and see the Harlem Globetrotters once a year and, and other events, you know, the circus or what have you. And, and just, um, you know, for, through the eyes of a child, that, that building was, was really something. And then to go come back as an adult and go and was, um, was almost a fairy tale for me. Uh, it was really extraordinary. Chip Schaefer, our guest, Director of Sports Performance for the Chicago Bulls. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Coe at Sports Medicine Weekly. So what brought you back to the Bulls here a second time? Well, uh, I was back in Chicago in May for the uh, for the Combines. And uh, we were just, uh, the very first morning there, um, you, you take all the, you know, the college, the prospective uh, draft picks, they, they come in from all their, their anthropometric measurements, or height, weight, wingspan, and all that stuff, and we get them up really early in the morning um and so uh i went over to the hotel where we were conducting um all those those measurements and i ran into a couple of the people on the on the bowl staff and it was they, they informed me that they'd made some changes the day before and uh went back to my hotel room shortly after that and then my, my phone rang and it was uh my other good old friend john paxton asking if, uh, if i had a few minutes to talk and we, we talked about some of the changes that they made, and I think he obviously was, was gauging my interest. And uh, I've been in Sacramento the last three years, but uh, you know, Chicago, if you're from the area, it's never far from your heart. And uh, so one thing led to another, and uh, some conversations, and, and more formal conversations. And, and uh, I think everyone was excited to, to run it back again, and that's what that's brings us to here. Chip, you know, one of the things that you and I talked about, which I thought was fascinating, and I'd just be interested if you were willing to share, is. Um, you know, I was really most interested. You know, we're, we're we're always trying to better ourselves. Obviously, we place as much emphasis as we can on injury prevention and recovery and so forth. You know, you mentioned you were you know you're functioning sort of on a, uh, a a pretty lean operation way back then, and and you know I think our injuries are different now. I think we're bigger, we're stronger. Our, I don't know if we have higher game density. You know what the fundamental differences are from a load point of view, but I'm interested from your perception. If you said, look, let me rewind the clock. 20, you know, 20 years, okay, versus where we are now, what have been sort of the biggest changes that you would say, yeah, if you can remember, because it's hard, because it's incremental yeah. every year, it's a little bit different, but, you know, yeah. we've clearly had an evolution, I'm just interested in your thoughts yeah. on that. Yeah, I know, it's interesting, and I, I think it, it, this this could be a, a very, very long conversation, um, and maybe what you and I will 
we'll have those over the course of the year. Yep. But obviously, um, in, in sort of a summary, um, I do think that there have been some changes. I think you're correct. I think players, you know, are uh, bigger, stronger players that start, um, you know, strength training earlier in life, and, and you know, obviously that's you, know, you put greater ground force reaction and and things, and that those those are probably um, you know those those probably make a difference too. I think the other thing that's a generation, you know, my my, my children are actually uh, thirty and twenty eight, and so I've sort of seen. Uh, they were very active uh, you know, as young people too, and one of the things that I think is kind of interesting is, is I think there's a lot more um, early sports specialization with with that generation. I guess they'd be you know kind of Gen Y, millennial generation where uh, I saw with my own kids were coaches in high school. I mean, my era, you know, in the '60s and '70s, and in your era, you put your football cleats away in November and got your basketball shoes out, and basketball ended in in March, and you got your your baseball cleats or your track shoes out. And I think now we, you see a lot of kids with this early specialization and are just playing one sport all year round and, and multiple uh, games and days and summer tournaments and, and playing on maybe some, some you know, blacktop surfaces and things like that. I think those things can maybe contribute to some, possibly to some early uh, degeneration, if you will, uh, that may contribute to things. Um, I also think that, uh, not that I think there's a, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm biased towards the, the teams and the athletes that I work with, and, and I, I probably have kind of a skewed perspective from having had a team you know, with, with Michael Jordan as a leader of it because he played with anything. In fact, I would, I would have to say that he made, he made me look awfully good back in the 90s because he would, he would get hurt and he would play, and, and people acted like I had something to do with it when, in fact, to be quite honest, he was going to play uh, no matter what anyway. And um, so I think that I, I don't want to, you know, Say that athletes are, are different, um, but I think maybe they're better informed now about things and they're more aware. And, uh, and I think that maybe you know diagnostics have become more sophisticated as well. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But um, but I think that you know there's, there's a lot of factors that have contributed. And I think even from a standpoint of, of how we treat those things, you know, I was telling somebody the other day that I think back in that era, you know, it's one of the big changes has been how staffs have grown. And I don't think one person could do it now because one of the big differences in, in the treatment of those injuries and, and there wasn't a lot of focus necessarily on prevention. Uh, we sort of treated after the, the fact, and it was kind of what I would call very modality-centric, where one person, you know, kind of the classic, you know, you'd put some type of electrical spin or ice or whatever on somebody, and you could, you almost like a chef with, you know, several different dishes being prepared, you could kind of move from one to the other. Well, the nature of, of sports medicine now has become much more hands-on with more manual therapy, and, and really I don't think one set of hands could even provide the level of care that people expect in 2016. That's why you need my staff to have grown and, and, and people have two and three athletic trainers and physical therapists and massage therapists and strength coaches that can, you know, that can uh, carry some, you know, some of that weight as well. And so I think that's, that's a big change too. Let me ask you a question. You know, we're going to spend a lot of time uh, hopefully this year really and all of us are learning this, but do you think um, the, the, the emphasis on data and tracking and so forth and maybe your experience you had while well in California and L.A., I'm, you know, do you feel that we're going to be evolutionary or revolutionary once we understand, you know, like, for example, we've had monitoring in the stadiums for a little bit of time now where we can mm-hmm. look at acceleration and deceleration and track various things sort of like by GPS, but I still mm-hmm. kind of feel like we're we're feeling our way here without any real validated studies and so forth, but many of us are paying attention to and trying to figure the best way to use utilize this is your sense that we'll be sort of evolutionary or revolutionary with you know based upon advances in te- technology which i know you've 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 stayed abreast of 
Yeah, I, I have, and, and it's, it's a great question. And, um, you know, one of the things I, I think a lot of this, this stuff has come from other sports in other countries has been a big, a big push, obviously, uh, to adopt a lot of, you know, what I would call, uh, you know, Australian or, or UK models for, for this that come from sports like uh, Premier League soccer and Australian rules rugby with a lot of, I, I guess, uh, I'm not sure if it's technically GPS, some of the indoor stuff, they, they have their own terminology for it. It's, it's inertial movement analysis or accelerometry. But the same, the same thing, essentially, you're, you're tracking, you know, um, the workload more specifically than, than, than just, you know, covering distance and things like that. They are uh, looking at different levels of, of speed, and obviously the greater accelerations and decelerations are, are more heavily weighted in some of these, these constructs that they, these numbers and these data outputs give us. Um, but to me, we're, we're still in the infancy of how we how we really use them. One of the things that's been interesting is there's been a trend in the league um, the last couple of years to rest more. And uh, you know, it, it's interesting because I, I had 20 years with with Phil, and I, my first year I was in Sacramento. Most recently, obviously. And um, to be honest with you, I could, I could count the number of off days that Phil would give uh, the team in a full season on one hand. Mm-hmm. And the, the new model is. You know, I, when I went to Sacramento, it was almost as if we were kind of in a, you know, in a, in a bubble a little bit uh, under his leadership and following some what I guess would be older traditional models. And um, so, so there's been a big focus on on um, rest and recovery, and so we've we've adopted a lot of these tools to measure workload in practice, and yet we're practicing less. So it's almost sort of ironic that we're we're trying to become sophisticated to measure something that we hardly even do anymore. Um, but one of the things, that's, uh, the other thing is that the, the, the things that we're using to measure workloads in practice isn't the same thing as is being used for the games with the sports view cameras. So it's, you're trying to get these two things that speak different languages to kind of speak to each other. But one of the things that we're actually talking about doing this year, and I used to do this, quite frankly, I was as far back as my first couple of years with the Bulls, at least during training camp, uh, that you're familiar with, is, is, is taking simple rate of perceived exertion or RPEs following a body of activity, and a lot of the research shows that these things are, are fairly well validated. Now, some people, some cynics might say, well, you know, if you, if you ask an athlete how hard a practice or a game was on a scale of one, you know, one to ten of ten is the hardest practice or game you ever had, they would automatically reflexively, you know, say that it was a nine or a ten to try to get out of something. I, 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 don't, I don't accept that at all, and I, again, I think that these things are, are, are fairly well validated in the literature. But at least when you do that uh, for practices and games, you're at least kind of speaking the same language, which is something that we, um, I think, did a little bit of last year, but we intend to use that quite a bit more this year. And then the other thing is that there's been some interesting research that I know we're both familiar with on these sort of what they're calling acute to chronic loads, which to be simplified basically means that there's been some research suggesting that the incidence of injuries is increasing with what I would call dramatic spikes in activity. So if your body is sort of adapted to a certain level of, of load, you're, you're okay as long as you sort of stay, you know, within, you know, uh, 100 to maybe 110 percent. But when you start spiking that up um, to 30, 40, 50 percent increases, then maybe the injury risk is going to increase, which is fairly common sense. Um, but what people seem to miss on that is that if you can increase that chronic load or that adaptation, which is actually what when Phil was practicing so hard for all those years, we were actually doing. Um, I think maybe that was one of the reasons why we didn't uh, necessarily have as many injuries over here. It's just a personal theory, but uh, certainly something we can talk more about. 
Yeah, no, lots of, lots of exciting things and, uh, you know, truly looking forward to the beginning of this season. Interesting stuff. Chip, welcome back to the Chicago Bulls, and thanks so much for uh, joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. My pleasure. Look forward to seeing you guys. Take All right. Care. Chip Schaefer, the new director of sports performance, the second go-around with the Chicago Bulls. Back with more of Sports Medicine Weekly. After this, on ESPN Radio. Returning patients who suffer from cartilage defects to an active lifestyle is the goal. Prochondrix, the latest solution from Allosource, is an innovative, cost-effective, fresh cartilage allograft designed to restore cartilage and restore life. To learn more about Prochondrix or allografts, visit Prochondrix.org. That's P-R-O-C-H-O-N-D-R-I-X.org. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly. Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole back with you. Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Dr. Cole, the uh, Chicago Marathon coming up on October 9th, uh, one of the uh, world-famous races. Um, I want to ask you, with your patients at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, or maybe new patients, do you see patients coming in that may be training for the upcoming marathon that might be saying, boy, I've got shin splint pain or I've got knee pain and should I run the race and what do you do? Yeah, I mean, this is a uh, the time when our foot and ankle and our primary care sports medicine specialists get inundated with lower extremity pain. You know, as individuals are training, they're starting to ramp up in their mileage and their frequency. So uh, that's when we start to see issues. So the kinds of things that we really worry about, I mean, I think that's really what patients want to know. Is this something I should stop training for uh, and heal or uh, can I can I run through it? The, the simplest one is someone who comes in and says, look, I got some discomfort in the front of my knee going up and downstairs. Uh, is it okay to keep training through this? They have no swelling. They have no mechanical issues. never had an injury. That's something we call anterior knee pain or patellofemoral pain, really common. And in that setting, generally speaking, it's okay to run through it, but there's some exercise you can do to minimize it. The big ones that you got to watch out for are the sudden onset of hip pain or groin pain, uh, ankle pain that's very, very uh, prone to get worse with higher levels of activity, same thing in the foot, uh, towards the end of the foot, near the ball of the foot. Those might or could be signs of stress fracture. Same thing in the tibia. More common in females. More common in females are changing the running routine and escalating very quickly. So the stress fracture issue is a big one, especially if it's in the hip, because that's one that if it's a stress fracture that's not displaced and people were to keep, uh, keep running on it, there's a risk of it actually becoming a complete fracture and displacing. That's a big deal. Is that an X-ray then? That the, how do you tell it's stress fracture? Uh, interestingly, yeah, interestingly, some of these will never show up on X-ray and will only be picked up on MRI. So the first thing is listen to the tempo from the patient. They say, "Look, um, I was doing fine, then I ramped up my mileage, changed my shoes, did something different, and now I have significant pain every time I load my joint, my hip, my tibia, my shin." Um, that's a watch sign. And it may not show up on x-ray, but in that setting when we're suspicious, that's where an MRI can be actually particularly helpful. Wow. And then um, people uh, post-race, is that a, is that a big uh, population well, of yeah, patients yeah, coming you know, through the I doors get, at MOR? Uh, yeah, we do get an onslaught of calls. You know, same people, usually our primary care sports medicine. And runner's knee is a big one. That's the pain on the outer side of the knee where the what we call the iliotibial band. It's that sort of that dense fascia, soft tissue that goes from the hip all the way down to the knee from repetitive use gets on fire. It's just really painful on the outer side. There's no swelling, but it hurts to touch. And every time someone bends or straightens their knee, um, and that's not an uncommon one with mileage change, and I see we'll see a lot of that right after the race. And I think the important thing is not to panic. Ice, anti-inflammatories, uh, relative rest, stretching, recovery, uh, cryotherapy, cold therapy chambers, 
uh, compression boots, all those things make a huge difference in terms of recovery. So our athletes, our runners need to know that, you know, most of this is not going to end up being something that's going to last. It's going to get better. I don't think you have to rush to see a doctor in the absence of swelling or you, where you can't move the joint or you didn't injure it. But if it's truly an overuse type phenomenon, I think that um, through normal recovery type activities like stretching, foam rolling, icing, anti-inflammatories and compression, uh, they can make a huge difference and uh, prevent an unnecessary visit. Dr. Brian Cole, back with more Sports Medicine Weekly after this. On ESPN Radio. The Chicago Bulls, White Sox, and DePaul Blue Demons rely on Midwest Orthopedics at Rush for advanced orthopedic treatment. So can you. We are the team physicians for these Chicago teams, and we're ready to be on your healthcare team, too. Get expert care from these regional leaders at four Chicagoland locations. Learn more at RushOrtho.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, your world-class team physicians. We're excited to announce our new Sports Medicine Weekly custom podcast app on iTunes. It's all free. Just go to the App Store, search for Sports Medicine Weekly. Our app gives listeners easy access to their favorite Sports Medicine Weekly shows without getting lost in confusing screens and pop-up ads. The team at Sports Medicine Weekly is dedicated to delivering content to our listeners on the latest in fitness, nutrition, injury prevention, and treatment. Optimize your performance with the Sports Medicine Weekly app. As always, we thank our loyal listening and social media followers. The best athletes in the world and their medical teams have been trusting Donjoy products for over 30 years. With a goal to protect and return confidence in sport post-injury, Donjoy is the trusted leader to get and keep athletes in action. Whether it's football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, or even the official medical supplier to the U.S. ski team, always trust the global leader in sports medicine. Trust Donjoy, a product of DJOGlobal.com. At Athletico Physical Therapy, we know there is freedom from pain and you can get back to doing the things you love. Whether it's running an 8K, playing a game of tag in the yard, or walking safely to your car, pain should not slow you down. With locations throughout eight states that offer complimentary injury screens, your choice to go with our team is the smart choice. Visit athletico.com to request your complimentary injury screening and start feeling better with us today. Athletico, better for everybody. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Sports Medicine Weekly has been brought to you by Athletico Physical Therapy, by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, by Karen Malkin Health Counseling, by Integrated Orthopedics, by Allosource, Source, by Donjoy Orthopedics, by MedWest, and by ATI Physical Therapy. Many thanks to our producer and board operator, George Katsourilos. Our coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. We also want to thank David Cole for managing the website and our business operations, as well as Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. Thanks for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly here on ESPN 1000. The preceding program was a paid advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. 